podcast. I actually had to go back and check what episode. It's been so many. I think I'm going to have to stop saying that at some point. Um, but we got the usuals here. Um, Daniel Lafferty, Chubba Watson. How we doing today, boys? Hello, sirs. I am. I am great. Yeah, and we're 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 a little on the beat side today. We did just spend uh, a couple of days up at uh, our campsite, our usual campsite, playing golf. We got a lot of golf rounds in. Uh, I got up there what Wednesday, Chubba. We just open ended, yeah. just kind of figured I'll get up there and figure it out as we go. And then all of a sudden, Daniel said he'll come up on Friday, and then. Nobody's got any plans. We end up just crushing, I mean, a million beers. And I mean, I think we played We played Wednesday, Thursday. Did we play Wednesday? Or did, yeah, because we met yeah, right I came up. Court. Yeah, I came up for the we 11. We played Wednesday. Yeah. Chubba got fitted for some new clubs, and now he's long. Mm-hmm. And then we played Thursday, and then we played Friday, and then we played Saturday. I took an off day, Sunday, and I played again today. Yeah, it's I, been a long weekend. It was a long weekend of golf, but you got to get in up here. The winter's coming, so you know you just kind of got to get it in when you can, because pretty soon here it's just going to be daydreaming of three putts. Yeah, that is true because even like, you know, what was it? Friday and Saturday night, um, we were chilling up there, and it was just—I mean, it had to get. It might have even got down into the forties at one point, mm-hmm. um, but we—I was—I was layered up. Uh, a couple of nights there. Uh, I look over at Daniel in the cabin and he is, I, all he had was like, I don't know, a sheet. Maybe I, it was not. Uh, did you have a pillow, Daniel? I tried to offer him everything that was under me too, but I mean, he was ill-prepared. Um, slept in oh, you were late. ill-prepared, did he? <laughs> I slept in a little late um, the day of our match there on Friday. Uh, I think it was, what do we have a two forty tea time, two hours away, and I probably woke up about nine a.m. So that was just kind of grab any sort of items that you see within reach and throw them into your pickup truck and hope that you have you know underwear and socks to wear when you get there. Uh, I'm sorry did did we already mention that Daniel was what two or three days late for the group chat golf business retreat? Yes. Yeah, uh, we yeah. did touch on that. And did we touch on that he was two or three days late to the group check golf business retreat so that he could play in a pickup softball game? Pickup softball game championship game. So pickup softball game <laughs> championship. That's right. Which he won the trophy and he left at camp. He so did. That now belongs to Chubba Watson. Daniel, so. when did you realize that you left that trophy at camp? Um, I think when I got to the uh, North American pickup championship game <laughs> yesterday and saw the North American champions trophy and realized that I had left my trophy behind at camp. And fortunately, I, I didn't have to pass it on to a teammate or anything. So no, nobody knows that it's missing from the league, um, which is good. But yeah, that was... I knew I was forgetting something, you know. I'm always good to leave something behind. Yeah, there's pro- that probably wasn't it. Um, no. Did you did you leave that red box in the cabin? By the way, I forgot to ask. Uh, sure did. Yeah, Chuba. Yeah, it was in there. Okay, good. Nice I did work. Find that. that was good. Yeah, Daniel was uh, creeping out of the creeping out of the cabin at about seven o'clock, seven o five on uh, Sunday morning. Um, had has had a little date, right? Uh a date with a softball diamond. 
Did you guys win that game? I don't want to hear like too much about the game, so please no. don't say many words here. But did you beat Canada in the North American uh, Open? Uh, it, it turned out to be a best of three tournament. And Again, I, this is already way too many words, dude. Yes or no? Did you beat them? Um, we we failed this time. Oh God! He let the whole country down. Yeah. Did you, you get know, to game three at least? We got to game three, and uh, it was it was a good fight. But uh, ultimately, we're a couple pieces short of a title. So we'll wait till next year. It's tough. Completely pathetic. Pathetic, really. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, glad I woke up at 7 a.m. on three hours sleep to drive two hours to lose. That's always uh, really enjoyable. And just, like, <laughs> yeah, that's always good. And you left the, the trophy, which now belongs to Chubba Watson, and it is what I drink exclusively my beers through. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, that's... You know, peel the plaque off, throw on a little, you know make up some tournament that you won that never happened. And, you know, it's uh, just rebrand the trophy for yourself at this point. Ooh, the Chubba Watson Cup. The Chubba Cup. Oh. Sure. Yep. I like that. And now we'll be I back. Like that. All you have to do is get a new little placard on there, right? That's it. Mm. So, so yeah. So this trip all – let's see. I'm just trying to go through. I mean, this – I have – so little energy today and last yeah. night i slept with the lights on last night because i just fell asleep as soon as i sat down in my bed when i got home woke up this morning <laughs> uh, and um so yeah wednesday to sunday wednesday we played thursday friday we played uh we had a big round uh we had big round um let's Went see private. let's think of the resume okay. here now i know he's won two rhode island opens he's two-time yeah. reigning defending new hampshire player of the year um he's won pretty much every event there has to there's been played in in new hampshire um yeah he wins he's won the club championship at my course like a million times he's on most walls of most clubhouses uh within like 150 miles of this radius so you see his name quite a bit uh we played the queechee highland course and it was just it was tough. It was tough, and but just pulling up. I mean, how giddy were we pulling up, looking at the other course? Couldn't find. Obviously, couldn't find it. We drove around for fifteen, twenty minutes just looking for the clubhouse. Didn't want to park in the wrong place. You know, we, you know, we were. Uh, <clears throat> it was a pretty. Uh, it was a. The area was very, very prestigious, if you will. It was like. The houses, the condos, the golf course. I've not. I, the golf courses were so green. And I, if you live anywhere, I don't know if it's everywhere this year, but we've gotten almost no rain this summer. Every course is burnt out. This place was like, wasn't a yellow blade of grass in the whole golf course. Yeah, uh, I've, I've yeah. never felt more out of place on a golf course in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, the golf, the golfer we were leading in there was Pat, Pat Pelletier. Pelletier. Yeah, sorry, Pat. And he brought us on to uh, he brought us on to Queechee, which has two courses. Uh, one is Lakeland, and it's kind of a flat ground course, and it's down on the water. That was the one we saw when we were driving in. Lost is all get out. Um, so we saw Lakeland first, pretty course, but it's flatter and it's, you know, it's relatively easy to get around. Uh, Pat took us out on Highland, which mm. cuts through a mountain. So naturally it was, uh, Chubba Watson's worst nightmare. However, 
Pat played Grady. I think he shot even. So pretty incredible round by him. Uh, very fun to play with. But through two holes, I'm pretty sure we were just even. Oh, yeah. Each other, so. Yeah. Um, I, we both parred the first hole. Um, I got lucky, thinned a seven iron down there, and then somehow got up and down for par. He parted as well. And then the second hole was that par five. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And big I dog like that too. Yeah. Um, and then the wheels just fell right off. Yeah. The wheels, after that. wheels fell off quick uh, for me too. But um, Pat, Pat is just, I mean, he, he made a, he made that 72. It, I would have thought he shot like 80. Uh, he looked. Oh, he was right. not playing well. He was. He was kind of hitting it all. I mean, I will say he's so straight with the driver. Um, yeah. He hit driver everywhere on a course that was sixty eight hundred yards. So um, he had a lot of flip wedges in, but he wasn't playing great um, by any. He missed some short putts, and he. She, he. I counted up after seventy two. I was like, damn, that kid can play. If he made a seventy two look like that, um, you know, he can easily shoot. I think he said his low out there was sixty five on that course, which is, I mean, seven Ooh. under out there is a. Those greens are a hundred yards. Every green is is the biggest green I've ever seen. And it's, and not only were we playing the hardest greens we've ever played, but it was also um, a brilliant decision to send Chubba Watson back to the tip tees, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Pat's idea. We are rolling up to the first tees. Like, what do you guys usually play, the tips? Like, Pat, what? <laughs> tip? No. No, that's not what I usually play. Two-time reigning defending New Hampshire player of the year. No, I typically don't play the tips at super hard <laughs> courses. But with that being said, I think it was I think it was fun playing back there. It's great to watch. I I was happy with my hundred. I think as our listeners know, if I play a new course, I like to stay under a hundred. I did not do that, but this hundred felt like man, that could have been a lot worse for me. Yeah, yeah. You was... move up to the blue tees. Uh, I could very well see a, a, a ninety-five instead of a hundred. Um, didn't add a ton of. I mean, it was still only about sixty-eight hundred yards, but it added a lot of blind views. And these greens were just on the first. They were rolling to about, I'd say, around an eleven, twelve, maybe somewhere in that range. Uh, but they were on the side of a mountain, so not only were they fast, you had a putt on the side of a cliff on every green. Which I found out on hole one after a green and regulation four putt. So, um, yeah, it was so course. hard to leave to leave your second putt close there. They just got away from you on every hole. You just always had three to five feet uh, for your second one, which is just demoralizing on every hole when you have to grind over that putt. Yeah. Um, I, I, I someone as consistent as Pat, you don't notice any um, – you know, remarkable shots or outlaw. He's not slicing it into the woods. So there's no big moments where you're like, oh, wow, look at, you know, yeah. it's just Mr. Consistency. Yep. Fairway regulation, green and regulation, and a two putt. Man, nice putt. Well done. Like, there are some times when, like, he would miss a putt that felt like a putt that, like, Chubba misses. And you kind of think like, oh, he probably put one in the woods off the tee just like I did too. And then when Sonny told me at the end, he's like, we were, I think it was, we were rolling up to the 18th green. He's like, oh, wow, he's even right now. And I was like, man, that is consistent playing. I mean, and that's really what he does. He just goes out there and he just, I mean, like you said, nothing like wows you. It's not like he's hitting approach shots to like six inches, but he'll put everything 
within like six feet and then go knock down putts when he has to. I mean, he definitely left some birdie putts out there that I'm sure he, you know, wish he had back, but just how consistent he is and accurate off the tee was, that was crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's fun to watch a guy that's that <clears throat> consistent. I mean, I've, I've had plenty of good rounds in my life, but I've never just hit the ball that straight and hit every, you know, hit the greens and, and made the putts and, Right. I mean, it's it's even on the first hole. He missed the green left. He chipped to about ten feet, and he just made a ten footer in the heart of the hole. And I was like, "Oh, that's what it's like to be a good golfer," you know, like just getting up and being like, "Yeah, I can make par here," and not having to chip a little bit further away to make it not look like you should have made that putt, like my game. And but I did, I did come out of the gate with almost a hole in one. That's um, true. You almost had two hole in ones. I almost had two hole in ones here. I threw it right. I hit a seven iron. I think it was about one eighty downhill the first hole, maybe a little bit one eighty five. Yep. And the, some wind up there too, but I just hit a, a little draw right in there, right at the flag, and I just held that pose because I was like, "Oh, Pat, get ready, kid. It's gonna be a tough day for you if I'm hitting it like this." Then I hit a terrible putt and can and I putted bad all day. And then seventeen, I think it was two. What was it? Two seventeen. And I, as soon as I made contact, Daniel was like, what did you hit there? He thought it was, he thought I hit it 300 yards. I, ended up, I thought it was a hole in one, even as we were riding to the, up to the green, even though Pat said he saw it in his range finder, because mm. it was just dead behind the pin. It had about three feet. And luckily I, I made that, made that putt. Uh, that was the putt I needed to make one birdie out there for me. I shot 85, uh, probably my second worst round of the year. Um, just, just for you, Pat. Thanks yeah, for having I mean, us there... out there. You talk about like your scope on what it's like to be a bad golfer. There were times that I would look at a shot and just know in my head, like, oh, there, well, there's no way you're going to put the ball in a, an appropriate spot here. <laughs> and he would just go out there and stripe it. Yeah. I mean, just put the ball exactly where you needed to be. And then I would either be out of bounds or, you know, lost in a creek or in some fescue. I, I battled some fescue hard out there. I think twice I went like fescue to fescue. And that's tough. Yeah. yeah, I think we all could have been helped by uh, some alcohol intake. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, At one point, a guy, a guy playing another hole, came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you're going the wrong way," because I was on his fairway, just like blasting my ball into fescue. <laughs> it was great on like the. It might have been like the third hole or something. Somebody <clears throat> came, rode by us, and they were like, "Oh, you guys want some water?" And we were like, "Oh, yeah, we'll take some water." And then figuring, you know, the guy probably had like. You know, maybe some bottles or, uh, you know, because it was, yeah, in a cooler. He just puts a little, one of those Gatorade gallon jugs, five gallon jugs up on the side of the cart. as And then, like, me and Chubba, we didn't have water bottles or anything. We no, came totally ill-prepared. He <laughs> we just, like, like, pulls this big Gatorade jug up on the side of his cart, and I'm sitting there like, well, I don't have a cup in my hand. Mm. What's going to happen here, guy? What are you going to, like, just dribble this into my mouth? Yes. I was... I was ready to get down and just go on the angle and just get it in. Right. But then he, we were like, well, you got cups or something? And he just, I mean, and we might have been the first people to ever use these cups. He just opened this this bag of long cups. And, and he's like, better better drink that quick, boys. Better drink that quick because uh, it's going to spill all over the cart if you put it in the cup holder. <laughs> it's like, all right, so I'll just chug this. Thank you. And that was the only water we got all day. There was clearly a memo that went out to the members at the beginning of the year, like, hey, just bring your own, you know, refillable water bottle out there. We'll have you guys floating around with coolers. And we were the only ones that took the plastic cups. Yeah, and we so we didn't see him again till the seventeenth hole. Um not that I Daniel was, you know. Daniel was in the bathroom on hole three, so I had to 
basically go without any sort of water or anything wetting my palate for I saw him again on the 17th hole the, the waterman with his little cart with the jug on the back and I don't know where he went for from hole three to 17 but it would have been really really nice to to you know maybe cross paths with him at some point <laughs> wet the lips of it yeah so that that got tough and then 45 or 47 or whatever it was I like carded on the front, you know, it, it would have been nice to just have a little bit of alcohol to kind of lean to at that point. But, you know, yeah, again, the, I was playing a course way out of my league. So, you know, it, and I think it, it was probably around like the 10th hole where me and me, Chubba rolled up a spliff and we like whenever we didn't know if Pat was down <laughs> and so we didn't want to be disrespectful. So we kind of just like stayed back a few times. We'd light it up and hit it like once and then put it back in the cart. And then <laughs> at one point, obviously we didn't even tell Daniel this was happening because he was too far away. We didn't want to go all three of us, you know? Yeah. You can't, you know, it was a secret mission. Exactly. So, so there was, there was one hole, there was one hole where Daniel was, was hitting and Chubba was just all over him. I mean, he was just trying to piss him off a little bit. He was standing right over him when he was putting, and then Daniel looked at me and he's like, "Smells like skunk over here." He just like <laughs> he was like, "You motherfuckers, out there!" And then we put off smoking as long. Like even when we got back, he's like, "I've, I've took, I've taken one puff off a dead joint today or something like that." And we were still just, I mean, Daniel just needed something in the system. He was totally sober out there. Just well, that's where Chubba Watson has an advantage, where he can just hit it into the woods every hole, you know, mm-hmm. without well, trying to hit it there. It just goes there, and he's in perfect no. spliff country, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny's no, down there, three hundred yards in the middle of the fairway. Where can I? There's nowhere to hide. There's just no. That's not what happens. What Chubba does, and this Sonny and I even talked about this, is a little Hollywood production trick. I just fake hitting it into the I just take one for the team. I say, Sonny, look, let's tee this up. I'll just blast mine into the woods, dude. You know, that'll give us a little space. We'll be hidden a little bit, you know, off to the side. Daniel will take his big tailor-made sim, and he'll go blast one down the fairway with Pat, and then he'll be out of our hair, and then, you know, we're good to go. Yeah, that so you were it. strategically aiming for the woods to take a split yeah. break. I mean, any Daniel, if you saw me hitting it into the woods there, I was doing it on purpose. Gotcha. You had yeah. me fooled. Had me fooled. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good trick. Hey, use it. You can have that one for free, pal. Yeah. You know, um, maybe roll a split for Danny next time. Yeah. See, the thing is, Daniel. <clears throat> When you hit a bad shot on the golf course and you're stoned, you're just, you know, nothing really happens. But when you hit a bad golf shot on the uh, golf course when you're sober, um, you usually break your club or throw it to a pond. That's good content, and it's funny for me. So I keep those things from you intentionally so that, you know, you get a little riled up and out of hand, and then things start to break. Mm. I wanted to break a club so bad that round too. It just wasn't the right, you know. I like to right, not the right setting, not the right setting. Yeah. So that was really unfortunate. I didn't get to do that, but hey, there's always next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well we got plenty of time for that. I've already seen Daniel uh, throw a few clubs uh, where they belong into the woods before. Uh, just this year, actually, did make a donation. Uh, did right. not get it on camera. But um, it's he's got it in him, Daniel. You know, I'm sure you've a, all seen it in the stories. He's got some fire uh, when he hits the bad shots. He can, you know, he's got some rage the in there. Where's the on the sleeve out there, folks? 
lives and dies with every shot. Yep, he is. He's a passionate guy. He's just a passionate guy. So, so shout out Pat for letting us play the Highlands um, course at Queechy, the Queechy Club. Just an unbelievable track. Uh, the course conditions, uh, you know, I mean, it's gonna be. It's just tough to beat. Tough to find a, a more pure. I kept using the the word pure. I mean, it's just. Sums it up. It sums it up. It was the perfect green, perfect condition. I mean, God knows that their budget for maintenance must be a trillion dollars a year. Uh, that's, I have no idea how they do it, but they do a great job for a course that's cut out of the mountain. And another funny thing, actually, before we go on to the next thing, is I think Daniel brought this up that night when we were talking. But for one of the most hilly courses I've ever played, we never walked up a hill once. Somehow oh, the yeah. cart, somehow the cart always took you to a flat spot where your ball was, or right up to the green, and you're just. But when you look at these holes, they're like treacherous with hills everywhere, and you think like, oh, "I'm not gonna." It's a course you could never walk. I mean, no, it, dude, if you walk this course, you would need oxygen and Sherpas to make it yeah. through the whole thing. I mean, it is it is, when we say cut through a mountain, like we mean it was cut through a mountain. Like it, it's wild. The the traverses and everything that, you know, you, you go way deep down into these big cutout valleys and then back up mountains. Like it was crazy. The architecture to put the golf cart in a position where you hardly even had to walk to get to the green. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even realize it until afterward because you don't even really notice, but like you hardly, you very rarely even walk on uneven ground. It was it was quite something. Yeah, I've I've walked more hills on a flat course than I did oh, yeah. there. Yeah, oh, uh, and also the walking. carts the carts yeah. went about thirty miles an hour. Uh, yeah, Pat saved some fast carts for us, which I mean, just just such an OG wow. move right there. Just such yeah. a cool Those move. Those are quick. Those Maybe. are quick. Chubba was a little scared. Chubba, I time. noticed a few times we went over a bridge once. He did not love it. Uh, was really yeah. stepping on it. I think it was on the 18th hole. I thought we even got like we were going so fast. I thought we were were floating a little. That's how fast we felt on the grass. So just a f- fun overall. I think it was like the first before we even got to the first tee. I was just driving to the tee and I had a little smirk on my face. I was like, "Ooh, this is better than just regular golf. It's like a side of go kart or quad action, you know." Uh, so it just gave. It was a uh, you know very fun. Thank you for that, Pat. Um, yeah, big shout out, Pat. Thanks for having us out. I mean, he's pretty much our guy now. I think we're going to have, I think we're going to try to get him on the podcast in the upcoming weeks. He's got the, uh, his kind of events for the year finishing up. So hopefully yep. we can talk to him about that a bit. And like, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much our, the group chat golf podcast player. Yeah, right? he's our guy. I mean, we got a roof for him. If you're ever going to go on tour, you better know that group chat golf's going to be on the bag. Um, mm-hmm. he is, and don't forget the kid, he's one of the best players in New Hampshire. So, uh, oh, he takes everything. He's, he's that good. This isn't just a guy that took us out as a five handicap. I think he's a plus four, um, which yeah. is just, I mean, come on. On one of the hardest courses in the state too. So if he wasn't playing there, he, who knows? He could be a yeah, God only knows what he shoots at Maury. He might have the course record there. I don't know how he doesn't. Oh, he's got, yeah. He's, I mean, he gets club championships everywhere. We'll have to we'll have to do a vacation sometime, a little golf vacation. Bring him out and yeah. tour around. And speaking of vacations, if you're ever vacationing on Nantucket, make sure you visit Grace Geyer. It's at 16 Straight Wharf. Uh, they have men's and women's clothing. A lot of great golf on course polos, uh, quarter zips, 
and uh, great gifts for the wives and girlfriends as well. So you can find them www.gracegeierack.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-G-E-I-E-R-A-C.com. You can get them on Instagram. That's at gracegeierack. And uh, give them a give them a little support. There's an online online store. And uh, you can visit them on island as well um, in the summer months. So if you're down in that area playing some golf, pop in and grab yourself a uh, fresh golf polo. Yeah, and I saw you had a you had a quarter zip on from them the other day, looking real fly. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. it's nice. A little cricket. They carry some nice cricket out of Austin, Texas. Very high end, very classy. Yeah. I wear it when we get invited to private courses. It's a great private outfit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got yeah. some good so, stuff. Yeah, check them out. And again, great gifts. This is this is one of those those buys. We're giving this one to you guys because include that gift for the wife or girlfriend or even the kids and they they're not even going to notice the receipt that, you know, you spent on all these outfits, you know, because boom, you get them a gift, you get yourself maybe two gifts, you know, and then they don't even notice. So you get it's you're off scot free there. There that's a go. that's a that's a freebie from Chuba. That's a that's a pro tip from Chuba, huh? Yeah, that is. That's that's a Chuba, Chuba pro tip right there. <laughs> Buy one for the wife or the girlfriend. Get one for yourself. Maybe get two. Yeah. And boom, that's you. You have no troubles. But we speaking of troubles, we had a little bit of troubles, and you know we've been talking about needing a producer, and I hate to tell you guys this, but all of you that thought about maybe pouncing on the producer job that didn't pay any money and didn't you might be out of a job because we kind of we kind of struck it big mm -hmm. when we took a trip down to best buy yes yeah we did we had so the best buy it, we started out a little rough because what we needed what we needed to accomplish was we needed to get on course footage right we i mean we had to have we had to have a camera on daniel for when he hits a bad shot and throws his pond and or his, his club into the pond but we had no one to do that. So we called Best Buy and they they had two like wearable microphones for us to capture some audio if we wanted to go to the green. So we bought them. Of course, they didn't have three. They only had two, but we bought them. Uh, bought them online. We were, yeah, bought them online. We bought them online to pick up in store. So we drive 40 minutes down there to pick them up, um, pull up to the little uh, customer service window. And they say that they just don't have them. So we bought items that aren't, that were, we were told that were in the store, and then they weren't. So we're kind of back to square one in Best Buy. And we, we almost, we were close to buying like voice recorders, like the old school voice memo, the little tape. I think these ones were digital at the time. but mm -hmm. Yeah, we were. We were close there. And then I went out to make a call. Uh, to uh, like production buddy who kind of works in that field to kind of, you know, get some advice, see what we could do. And when I come back in, um, my guys, we found a vlogger starter pack with a little picture of like a female, a young female influencer on it. I could have sworn it said cover girl at the top, but it was something like go viral. And so we purchased uh, handheld vlogger starter packs, these little rigs for our phones. So we over, I mean, 
And one afternoon, we became instant vloggers. We're vloggers now. Yeah, and and you know, I think we probably walked out of there with a nice two hundred dollars sale for Best Buy. Um, yeah, I think they were like seventy bucks a piece. Yep. We got to the course. We got to the course, and um, between the time that we checked in, got our carts, and drove to the first tee, Daniel already broke his. Yep. In yep. two spots. The yeah, microphone was... sleeve. I, I must have got up to speed in that golf cart and it just flew off. Um, nowhere to be found. I drove about twenty feet in the cart and retraced the steps, and it's still a mystery um what happened with that so we'll, we'll have to check my audio it could be a little flawed without that uh microphone i don't know how you even lose that piece to be honest i have no idea how that yeah, thing that, comes up that, it is so secure so and sitting yeah. on that microphone i mean how did that thing come off and then and then so he loses that and then uh just gets like so frustrated with it he just throws it on the ground he was like try- he was like trying to he was trying to secure it in these places that it was obviously not going to be secured. Like you know, like it wasn't like these were good efforts. Like oh, that, this might work. It was more like I'm just going to stuff it in this and see if it, I can break it enough to make it stay there. Right. We had a cart with like the foldable window where the, like the top half flops down, so it was flopped down and it's like a rigid leg tripod. So he just opens the tripod legs and jams it on the top of the window and it obviously just falls on the ground and breaks more. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen something more boomer in my entire life. I bet he got some good footage out there though. Oh, I got all the action. We did. We, we got some good footage. I had, I had a lapse in judgment one night. Um, we got back to our camp where we held the retreat and you know we kind of got into a few few cold ones not gonna lie we were you know we had a couple a few and i made the decision to just upload like i don't know 60 instagram stories so i had you know you just click on the someone's story and there's just a million dots yeah that was you obviously just like skip through it because like who's gonna watch that many so we burnt a ton of footage in like one big instagram drop and it like the next day there were still some that hadn't uploaded so i was for over like 24 hours, just battling like upload errors Mm -hmm. and then couldn't, I was, I had stuffed my story so full of stories that when we went to play with Pat, I couldn't, like, I couldn't put any out there because they would just get buried in the 600 that I had posted from the day before. Yeah. So I've got to like go post those all as TBTs now. Oof. It's going to be a lot of Thursdays, dude. Oh, I mean, yeah. A lot of Thursdays. Uh, Yeah, dude. we've, we've, We've figured out how to get the footage. We just got to work on the condensing and uh, yes. you know, editing aspect. But, yeah, we uh, got some good ideas. True. We're gonna we're gonna crush YouTube and TikTok pretty soon. Uh, so yeah. watch out for us on those places. Um, now that we're we're gonna be you know getting together as many times as we can from here, pretty much you know to the end of the season to try to just stockpile as much as we can. And and um, you know I, I like to think we know what's what's what, what you know what's relatable out there. Cause we're just normal fucking golfers, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. It's going to yeah, be a whole wow. different look uh, at the, at the game of golf in a content perspective, something you've never seen before. Yeah. And so we've posted a few of these stories and we have a lot of angles of just conversations between shots and everything like that. And so it's September 7th now, um, 2020. So 
I just want it to be on the record that if other people start doing that, say a certain group will say, start doing those same shots, it, September 7th, group, group chat golf podcast is on the map is saying that was our idea. Yeah, this has never been done before. These are, these are, it's not something that people think there's content in this part of the game, but there is. Um, and you're going to see that. We're going to bring it to you. So. Well, and if you saw Chubba's 60. Uh, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. Saw some of it already. Yes. So there, there is evidence of it out there at this point. Well, Whether you got through it all, probably, you know, you probably didn't. Because, again, who can get through that many stories on Instagram? Right. But Yeah, man. I, I, had a, I battled service problems all weekend, which has been tough for me. Because since I started this account in January, it's been, I spent 10 hours a day on my phone. You know, I'm always on there. So <clears throat> when I got back here, I think I still have like 50 DMs to go through, but I just felt like I was, I felt like a bad person. Like I wasn't answering anybody's comments, but I literally just wasn't seeing them until hours later. They, they, you, you guys saw me. I would just have to sit out in the same chair outside the cabin just to get service over there. And oh my it was, God. Uh, Dude, the further Sonny just had little patches of service, like outside around the camp and, the, and like our main camp building, it's kind of like, half walled with screens so you can like see a 360 view around the building and the first time he was doing this we were having a conversation about something i thought he was just out there like peeing and then it lasted like 40 minutes i was so <laughs> baffled at what he was doing i had no idea yeah you even came out and like stood with me and we were looking opposite directions <laughs> like he wasn't yeah. even looking at it. like i was looking into the woods and you were just like and looking at like, me. From no, the no, back. This is just my spot. Yeah. This is just where I have a little glimpse of service. So I've got to be creating. Yeah, that was the two bar spot right there. That was a big one. That was even better than the one bar spot. <laughs> but the one bar spot had a chair. It had a chair. So that was my Gosh. that was my spot when I really needed to go like make a meme or something. <clears throat> oh, man, it was good. So another, uh, um, you know, I think the second day we were there. So it would have been Saturday morning. This was This was before we started getting that. Uh, all the footage and the Best Buy trip. Um, but um, <clears throat> Daniel had a little leg incident last week um, oh. at work where he oh. he fell and opened up, um, had a little, he had some little wound problems on his legs. We'll say that he had to wait a little, a couple extra days for them to heal up. But um, uh, we woke up on, on Saturday morning and I Daniel slept in his slacks, his golf slacks. And, um, just pants just stuck to the scab and, and it's so stuck. I mean, and it was stuck at like the bottom of his pants up around the knee. So there was a lot of like sagging of the pants around that area and it just wouldn't move. He couldn't get it off. He was pouring, you were pouring cold, cold water on it. Oh and yeah. For some reason, I just thought warm water would work better. And I, I don't know what, how did you end up getting it off? What ended up happening with that? Well, it was basically a layer of super glue stuck to my knee where the pants were hanging around my knees like a belt when I woke up. I mean, there's, I couldn't get them off. And uh, the water, I don't even know. I, I think I just gave it a, eventually had to give it a yank because I was Ugh. pouring water, pouring water, pouring water, and it was just wicking right off of whatever fabric these pants were made out of. Yeah, you could wear those as rain pants, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it, there was just nothing. That, that soaked in there to help loosen it up. And um, that, that was painful. That was a yeah, tough was, start to uh, set Yeah, apart. this one was quite something for Chubba because this was coming off the heels of, 
I don't know, you know, again, it's, this was one of the Instagram stories, but in our Bradford round, which was one of the rounds that Sonny and I played um, before Daniel showed up two or three days late for the retreat. Mm-hmm. So Daniel was not there, but in that, um, Chubba Watson has a classic move off the tee where if he hits a bad shot, he just kind of like grabs his back or his knee and like, pretends he's injured. So as to not say that was, you know, a bad shot because I'm not good at hitting uh, my clubs. Um, Sonny did that, mm-hmm. hit a drive and grabbed his knee. And I just like, I was personally offended. I was like, dude, I never gave you permission to use my move. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're thinking. That's infringement, um, on my in- intellectual property there. And then he said it was like a real injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a hold to do, we had to get him some icy hot and this and that. And then. I don't like, I don't know. Then we left the, like, it wasn't a real injury. So I still don't really know what happened there. But anyways, the next morning, it was a tweak. I wake up and from, from a distance, like I'm walking from my cabin, Daniel's already out of his and I'm kind of walking toward him and I see like his pants are, his pants are riding low at the waist. So they're kind of like baggy between like the waist down to his knees, but then like right below his knee, it's all like hung up down there. He's kind of, it kind of looks like he's wearing capris. So I'm, and I hear the word injury and I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, what could it be now? <laughs> I finally get up there and it's like, and you know, again, because the way his pants are, I'm thinking like, Oh, pulled groin or something, something where, you know, we, we're not going to be able, this is the Friday morning before the match with Pat. So I'm thinking, Oh no, now we've got another injury. We're not going to be able to play. And I get up there and, I say, what's wrong, guys? And they say, Daniel's got his pants stuck to his leg. (laughs) How does that even happen? And how, Daniel, do you want to tell how that happens? How you get cuts on your legs so big that your pants stick to them in the middle of the night? Well, um, I can tell you I was building a deck and uh, I was carrying some material across the deck and made it to the unfinished portion and kind of tried to shimmy across a plank before realizing that the plank wasn't supported by anything. And I just shot <laughs> through the deck of the, the, the deck of the deck. I shot through and um, left kneecap and right shin just plummeting off a cross beam. Um, giant scabs all over the legs. Had to wear pants all weekend. I, I couldn't show up in a private club looking like that. I mean, uh, just just brutal. So... I didn't know the body produced super glue, you know, until that morning when the scab just opened up and legitimately glued itself to my pants. Um, I think the entire scab came off on onto the pants and none of it stayed on my leg when I finally got it off. So, uh, yeah, it took a hard fall, um, needed a few days off, got there a little late for the trip, but, um, all in all battled through the injury, uh, Managed to get a win on Friday with my team, despite um, not helping on a single shot that round. So thank you, Pat, for that. Um, yeah, I think you guys won three and two. I think three and two was the final. And I um, tried to go for the sweep on Saturday. And ladies and gentlemen, I had it won. I was leading dots by a full dot heading into 18. And Bingo, bango, bongo. Nobody knows where the tee shot ended up. Um, Just an avalanche of strokes made a triple bogey finish. Chubba Watson somehow miraculously makes a, I think it was a legitimate birdie, not even a net birdie. 
it was it was his only birdie of the whole five day golf trip. Um, <laughs> and he made it on eighteen ever. to beat Daniel for the got the bongo. Um, I had to the, funnel a big Beertha um, afterwards. It was yeah, and I will say this: yeah. like I remember when Daniel was hot on the front of that last round. Mm. Um, I was, I mean, I was so dead. I had nothing in the tank. I had no, I like, I legitimately thought, how is he doing this right now? I was feeling and the same. Then I remember. Well, and then I remembered Sonny. Oh, he showed up two or three days late That's to right. our business retreat. So he's basically on fresh legs. Yeah. Despite the two broken legs that I was on. You <laughs> but, um, like I said, battled through it and should have should have swept. You know, I'm still disappointed in myself. But kudos, Chuba. That was a great birdie. Uh, I wish I could have seen it. I was three holes to the right, so I only saw the putt. But um, yeah, that was a good hole. That was um, Daniel, I believe. I, I think you guys both put it off across the street to the left there or close. Yeah. And yeah. then Chuba just hit his patented low hook. <laughs> But it's a good low hook drive on that hole because it's uh, that fairway will just run right up. So I had a pretty decent wedge in and then just stuck it. Yeah, you hit a great wedge to probably, what, six, six, seven feet probably just right of the flag uh, yeah. and made a great putt dead center. Even, you know, yeah. even said like this is that's for the match before it even went in. It was really cocky. Um, yeah. It's a page yeah. out of a Daniel Lafferty book with that. But um, you love to see it. And, and you did walk in a putt this week as well, I believe. On camera. On camera. I not only walked in a putt on camera, I also hit a terrible drive into some trees. And I had, so I had a, a canopy above, so I had to keep it low. And then I had a bunker in front of the green. And I told Sonny on camera, I'm going to hit a low punch shot. It's going to go down the downslope of the, uh, of the bunker and it's going to go shooting right up the top side, uh, like a jump. And it did just that. Not, not the normal shot someone would envision on the golf course of hitting, but, um, golf takes a creative mind, Daniel. And sometimes you have to, you got to work that, you know, course management is a, is a big piece. It's funny because I got really good footage of that, of us driving up to the ball and me like, you know, looking at two holes that were up high and I was like, I think you can get a 56 through this one and maybe through that one. And Chubba was like, maybe, maybe you could. And, uh, <laughs> so he went with the grounder five iron, I think, but it were you, there's the whole reactions on there. I'll, I'll post it. Uh, we'll get it. Oh, there's there not only the whole reaction on there. Daniel was on the other oh, side. Oh, Daniel the got the shot. Filming, he was filming as well. Oh, yeah. Talking smack wow. the whole time. So maybe we can put those side by side. That'd be really fun. Exactly. Wow. Right. Yeah. Look yeah. at us making content he thought, right here. He thought, he thought he was being like funny and cool, saying that it was a bad shot, not knowing I had just called that shot. Yeah, you did. You called it perfectly, really, um, and uh, mm -hmm. and it did just that. And you can see the surprise in my face when I just kept saw it. Just you know, you topped it, and then it just kept taking these perfect bounces. And then, it's <laughs> if you can call a shot from the woods and say you're going to get it on the green without hitting the ball in the air at any point. I mean, impressive. impressive with a bunker in the way i mean it rolled through the bunker i, it got it through the bunker. Go green. I said it was going to go down the down slope of the bunker and shoot up the other side like a ramp and it did just it did. that it really did i'm gonna have to see audio on that to see where you yeah. the shot yeah it was funny because daniel continued to like to, this might have been on camera or off camera but he continued to like ch like chime me up about it and i just yelled over to him i was like well i said i was gonna do that i said i would do it on camera so <laughs> 
hopefully we captured that as well because that was a good little good little tweak back in plenty of yeah. footage to go over i know i got it and um a heck of a shot a heck of a shot at the time really um might have given him the, the momentum he needed at the time to you know give him that little extra push on the back um, yeah i gotta i gotta say chubb is close chubb is close to being an eight seven eight handicap uh, he couldn't hit driver year. Couldn't but, hit driver a week ago. Now he's got like this stinger, hook, bump and run. Yeah, <laughs> he's got it all, dude. Is, I mean, but that doesn't work at a course like Queechy. Like Highland had so much dead space between the tee box and the fairways. Like the, my drive really only works at a course that has fairway right in front. Well, right. I, I was laughing when we were playing Queechy because I was thinking to myself when you you know first couple of holes, first, front, even pretty much the whole time. I mean, even your bad shots, uh, your bad drives now are still getting out there. So I was thinking to myself, like Pat must think that that Chuba has, you know, just had hits a decent drive, like ten yards behind him, and he's just not that long, but he's pretty, you know, he's not. Chuba was hitting hundred and seventy yard drives uh, last week, and now all of a sudden he's playing with the best player in New Hampshire, and he's putting it right. He's hitting one off to like you, you on the third hole, I think it was. You kind of, or maybe the second hole, third hole, you kind of flailed one off to the right a little bit, and it was like ten yards behind Pat's, and I was like. And I, Pat doesn't hit it bad, so you. I mean, for you, it looked like a bad shot, and you were right up there. So, um, yeah, I definitely got the. Uh, I definitely got the. Oh, this guy's a fifteen handicap. Oh yeah, right back. away. Yeah, maybe yeah. on the second hole after you went par par, had a birdie putt on two, and he's like fifteen yeah. handicap. The rest assured, it'll unravel pretty quick. But yeah, Ryan came up. Shout out Ryan. I think you guys might remember him from when he uh, attempted the stinger against me with the. Right. The uh, yep. faulty rules infraction that he made up. Took us out of Laconia. Um, he actually, yeah, 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 the Laconia guy. He actually, to make things right, he texted me an apology text and said, hey, Chubbs, I, I, I'd love to come up and uh, fit you for some clubs to get you just a little longer. Um, I guess my five iron, like topping five iron off the tee embarrassed him. So he came up, gave me some uh, some longer clubs to add to the bag. So that helped a good bit, you know, so shout out him for – for just recognizing, you know, his faulty rule and fraction stinger was the wrong thing to do and apologizing and being the bigger man. I accepted the apology and the free clubs that he fitted me with. So that was a good little, you know, just a, just a good little gift. Way to get back into, into Chubba's good graces. You know, that was nice. We did have um, a fourth for our first match when Ryan came up to do the club fitting. Um, our buddy V-Day, who... Uh, he bailed day of day of bail. He didn't know. I mean, I mean, he didn't know what he was missing out on. Apparently, maybe I don't right. know. I mean, I, right. the only now, don't give me like V. He had work. It was a work thing. And don't give me V Day is a huge chubba maniac. So you know he can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm just saying it would have been great to have him there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, one can only presume that he heard the way you were hitting the driver now and just. Right. No part of and it. today, yeah. today, honestly, the driver was was pretty good too in my round today. So it's you know it's one of those things where it'll probably get hot uh, as we go to winter, mm-hmm. and then I'll forget how to hit it again for next year. But here's the thing with Chuba's drive, and this is something it's it's unique because I either have a, like a, a block to the right where I get really good contact, but it just fires out right, like it's not a slice. It's too far it's back like in your stance. Right. This so it comes firing out to the right, or it's like a like just an absolute low stinger power hook. Yeah. So it's very hard 
for me lining up because it's either going to go very far right or it's going to snap hook left. Mm. So, you know, it's it's hard to kind of play both of those because it's two different directions. Yeah, that is tough to tough to keep track of when you don't, you know, it's either going to yeah. just go dead right or draw because you got to aim. But right. I will say, Sonny, one thing from our trip that you gave me was my back leg. Yeah. Oh, when I yeah. keep that baby bent, there's a big difference. But so what I do is load up on my back leg on the back swing and straighten it out. It's like a stack and, and tilt. That, oh, um, yeah. It's exactly like a yeah. stack and tilt. That's what I was going to say is like <laughs> a stack and tilt. Uh, and it is – it's bad. And there's a there's a noticeable difference when I don't do that. Yeah, because you have to get your weight back. You know, you got to bring it back somehow once you do that because you have it all in the front. You know, all that, yeah, that power comes that you're, you're just losing that power. And you know, right. when you keep it back right. and keep it bent, you, you're you're saving up that power for contact. Yeah. So lock and load. Lock and load, baby. So long now. His game's coming. Uh, a month from now, I will have to take six months off for winter. So I'll lose everything that I've got now and come out probably firing four or five rounds in the hundreds until I can, you know, get things straightened back out. But that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, be good. so looking forward to it. Does uh, does Chuba have a question for us this week? You know, I do, and it's actually brought to us by Weekend Warrior Golf, which is the casual lifestyle brand for the Weekend Warrior. And Chuba Watson's Ask a Scratch Golfer this week is one that's always confused me, and I and I'd like to get an, a straight answer here, and it's. Why can't you subtract a handicap from the overall score at the end? If I'm an 18 handicap and I'm getting a stroke a hole or whatever, you know, some maybe that's a bad example. If I'm a 15 handicap and there's a couple holes I don't get a stroke on, why does it matter which hole it is? Because, Isn't it going to equal out to being the same score anyways? Well, have you ever played a net have you ever played a net stroke play? You know? Huh? Uh like, if I were Well, here's the thing. I have a cousin who doesn't know what a net stroke play is, so <laughs> Why don't we explain it to? Because I know he's listening. Why don't we explain it to him so he knows? So what usually, that is. so usually when you're playing with your with your handicap, you're playing a match play, you know, or maybe you're playing a best ball with your teammate. So your handicap only matters when it matters. Your, your final score never matters in those matches, you know. Okay. So so it has to go. You know, you'd have to get those shots, those strokes on the fifteen on the hardest holes. You know, that's just how it works. If you just subtract it at the end. Then no one would know where they came in the match. You know, you still wouldn't be able to get a legit match play score from that. So that's just something for match play. Uh, yeah. If you were, if there was like a net stroke play event, it would just be your score minus your handicap at the end. It wouldn't the holes wouldn't matter. But since in a match play or any other event, really, or skins or you know anything like that, your your whole the whole matters. The whole the score on a hole matters. Whereas if it's just a stroke play event, your score on on every hole doesn't matter at all. Right, because I feel like I feel like I've never seen. I mean, I have now that you've explained that to my. Let me answer that for my cousin. Mm-hmm. I have played those. Like they have some of that in men's league, where it will be one net, one gross, and so we'll, we're submitting stroke play there. You know, so but everyone dots up their scorecards still. Yeah, because if you were playing one, what what would you? How would you score a hole if you were playing a net tournament? If you only subtracted your shots at the end. You know, if you made a four on a hole, right, what would you, you give yourself? You know, control. yeah, because you're only yeah you're only giving your yourself with when you just subtract at the end, it doesn't matter right. hole by hole. Whereas most you know formats matter hole by hole, even if it's a one gross one net, 
you know, it's still like, every so hole if that matters. Play stroke, you would be able to just subtract from the end. Yeah, if I played against you today and you were a fifteen and I was a two, and we just said let's play stroke, you know, gross, let's play net stroke play, eighteen holes, okay. we could just both play and then subtract our our handicap at the end. Okay, and now so something else I've noticed over our golf trip, a lot of times. Uh, Chuba should get a stroke on every hole because that's how it's fair for him in his mind. So, but you'll like, I'll hear this um, not on par threes thing a lot. And so are you taking that in into account on the handicap of the holes or is it, you'll get your strokes on each hole, depending on the handicap of each hole minus all of the parts no i would i would on those when i say that you're getting 14 shots it's every hole but a par three so even if one of the holes that's not a par three is a hard is an easier hole than one of the par threes i'll just switch those shots because you you hit it long enough and you're good enough i just don't think you should get shots on par threes i know that is a little bit fucked up on my part to say that but when when you're getting that many like when you're getting 13 shots off me me giving you shots on every hole but the par three is fair because you're getting 14 shots you're getting one right and when you say fair are you and are you taking into account the par three that when pat made us play from the tips it was 240 yards yeah that was one that was the one that i really that's when i really started feeling like maybe i shouldn't do that anymore just because i think that was like the seventh handicap on that golf course which was mind-boggling to me that's the first time really that's happened Um, yeah that's kind of like where i get driver too yeah par three yeah, so you most part threes you'll look at them in there, you know, the 18, 17, 16, 15 handicaps. That's just how it works out because the stroke differential right. between a good player and a bad player, which is how they calculate that. Most right, good and right, bad right. players have close scores on par threes because everyone can play it pretty similarly. Um, I was going to add Shovel uh, Watson was forced to play a 606 yard par five from the tips, folks. I mean, thanks for pointing that out now i think i left this part out of the story earlier when i said it when we were pulling up on the first tee and pat said where do you guys usually play from the tips daniel just said yep (laughs) i was sitting in the cart behind him like uh i missed that i didn't notice we were playing the tips until the second hole there you weren't there when he when he said this i'm not sure where you were i was taking a video yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just being we all yeah, talked yeah, Pat. Very quick. Like, yeah, Pat, what the tips? Yeah, that's where we play from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think like, it was I'm right here. I am right here. It was like the second or third hole and I remember walking up to the tee and seeing the black markers there and I was like, Chubby, you're playing the tips? And he was like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I guess we're just playing the tips today. Daniel fucking uh. <laughs> threw me under the bus so that Pat yeah. would think he's cool, you know. I think uh, I said something to him along the lines of, uh, well, although we all suck, we're not, you know, intimidated by the tips. So, hmm. which was also a lie, but, um, yeah, we ended up playing the tips and, uh, Chubba hundred on the dot for you. So yeah, that's a good score. Yeah. Though. That was a good score. score there. Yeah. I would have liked, you know, I would have liked to be in the 99, of course, but you missed yeah. a three footer on 18 for that. So. <laughs> everybody yeah pat missed yeah, like oh. a six footer on 18 for a one under which uh oh that's right was, he probably wanted to make that putt real bad uh, but we know you're we'll good say quick. um that was chubba watson's ask a scratch golfer it's brought to you by weekend warrior golf you can check them out on instagram at weekend warrior golf or at weekend warrior golf it's the casual lifestyle brand for the weekend warrior i think i 
we had a conversation earlier in the year um, about fast greens or like a good layout. I think I'm team fast greens. Wow. Yeah. I think I've I think I've caught the bug. I think I've understood what the hype's all about. And for me, like I'm I've been a guy who when I play on slow greens, I leave everything short. But when I'm playing on fast greens, like I can give it the little tap that I think it's going to need, and it actually does that. Exactly. So it just the speed computes better to me on fast greens. I mean, no doubt they're harder, you know, and easier to three putt on. Right. They typically are like very big and have a lot of undulations and they're hard to read. But it, in terms of the way the ball rolls, I think I'm definitely like team fast greens now. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like it, man. It's just like you can like any given hole, you can make a putt. And it's, it just doesn't feel like that all the time, even at like Maury. You know, if you're 30 feet away, you're like, oh, this is going to be really tough to make. But if you're 30 feet at, at the Highlands course at, at Queechee, you know, and it's a little downhill. You're saying, if I get this rolling on the right line, like it's it, it's definitely got a chance. Uh, that's not something you, that you think of everywhere with slow greens, especially. So it's nice to have you over on Team Fast Greens. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. isn't it, that, that's just all that matters, man? Like being able to get it to there and and making putts. So. And if you had played fast flat greens, you would have putted excellent. But like you said, the undulations. Uh, that we were forced to deal with on top of the fast greens yeah. made them a little bit tougher than your normal fast green. Usually they're, they're going to play a lot easier, but that was an exception. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Two tiers. Clearly you need a uh, high budget for fast greens. Mm-hmm. And then those courses are typically ones that are, you know, geared for better players. So the greens are going to be tough, right? yeah. but I would love to find a course with fast flat greens mm-hmm. what a dream that would be. i know some we'll go yeah. over to uh to our man shout out sean fellows course uh abenaki Ooh. they have nice flat flat fast greens okay flat uh, for me or flat for yeah you? no flat they're flat there's a lot of flat putts flat. there yeah uh i, I like believe that. yeah long rough though chubba long rough over there yeah i don't love that mm, yeah there is that their grass is really good you know what we gotta do once COVID's over, we got to go to like Ireland or Scotland. Those are the nice flat greens, right? Mm. Flat greens, not much rough. You can hit it anywhere off the tee. You just got to beat the wind, which you're fine with because you hit stingers all day. Yeah, you can just hit that yeah, same punch shot that doesn't get in the air that rolls through the bunker every hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chubba's going high. low in Scotland. There's no, no elevation. Yeah, there were a couple holes at Queechee where I went. I think one sequence I went like bunker – fescue bunker oh my god he was in the sand all day yeah you were in a lot of sand a lot of fairway bunkers they were like made for chubba here they were probably like 250 yards out on the right on every hole and chubba just was just sniping every single one he hit four bunkers in three shots three consecutive there were a couple like (laughs) i mean a couple of those like just you just did you you know it's a bunker shot you know it just lands right in the center and it splashes in and it's a bad shot but then there were also like several what i would consider like oh thank god that was a good shot and then it takes like a just a tough bounce and slips in yep mm. yeah so those are tough as well it and is. those will eat you up. it's one thing to just hit it straight in a bunker but it's another thing to think oh this is a good shot for the entire duration of the ball flight and then it bounces and you're still like oh great and then it takes one or two more bounces and you're like, you're like oh stay short 
Like, drops it. Yeah, you're always like, oh, stay in that really thick rough, right, just short of the bunker. Right, for me. stay short, and then and then it's just kind of like you you still can't see it in the bunker, but you saw it drop out of sight, and yeah. you're thinking, I don't know, maybe there's grass there, maybe there's not. And you've got to drive all the way up there, not knowing, and then you get up there. And, ah, it's, it's right on the, the edge. Yeah, nothing but bad news. And speaking nothing. of news, um, could be time for Danny's um, Facebook news segment of the day. Today, didn't really have one ready, so we're going to wing it here. Another Facebook article, that's where I get all of my news stories, and I stuck strictly in Florida this time because they seem to just have the best news in the country. So, um, man pulled over by police in Fort Pierce, Florida last month, claimed that the cocaine residue found inside the Budweiser can, along with a a crack pipe, was blown there by the wind, according to News 6. Um, the, the bag, I could understand. I'm not quite sure how a, how a crack pipe gets carried by the wind uh, into your car. Well, it could have been gale force winds, but let's back up for a second. I noticed in your intro, Daniel, first of all, this, this segment is called Daniel Reads the News, mm. um, not Daniel's News Minute segment on Facebook or whatever you said. And then two, I noticed you also said... I wish I could have had one prepared, <laughs> but this is just on the fly. All you have to do to prepare for this segment is um, just read the news, right? Mm. Like, the, well, you gotta play, find you gotta find that. a story first. And I, if you you're right, if you found like a minute or two at any point during any day leading up to the podcast, except for when you were on the pod, you would concur that that would be being prepared, right? So maybe we can right. cut this whole segment out. And- no, no, I think the segment stays. I think the segment stays. I'll be so crack pipe, crack, crack pipe flew off of out of the crackhead's pocket onto the ground. Is that? Uh, it says the uh, police noticed Joseph Zach, thirty-seven, appeared to be trying to discard an item when he was stopped for failing to deposit a stop sign. When the cops asked Zach about the white residue inside the can which eventually tested positive for crack cocaine. He then told police the wind must have placed it there. Hmm. Did he use the word placed in the quote? Yeah. Wow. That's more like so city-like. It essentially he was pulled over for littering. The, the crack pipe flew out of his window while driving a vehicle no. because of the wind. No, no, no. The crack no. pipe was, this was in his supposedly car. on the side of the road, and a gust oh. of wind blew the pipe and bag into the car. Oh, okay. So he got pulled over, yes. and prior to the pullover, the wind blew the crack pipe and the crack the bag of crack into his window. Yeah, Not and it blew it the go into the car. Into the went into his coat. It also went into Budweiser. a can. It was so magically blown and placed there by the wind that it blew inside of an open coke can inside of the car uh, this huh. was this guy his first offense or do you have some priors uh, damn winds always causing trouble you know yeah. on the golf florida man yeah i tell you florida i hear all the time if you hit a drive down there it'll just run so that might be good for chubba snap hook but i don't know if i could deal with the culture huh. you know but the culture of coke Crack cocaine just blowing well, right. in their I mean, windows supposed, when you're driving. What am I supposed to do if I'm driving to the grocery store and a bag of crack and a crack pipe just blows into my car window? Or worse, worse off, what if it just blows into your lungs on the way? Right. I mean, then, right. Then. right. I mean, it sounds like the wind is treacherous. No, sir, there. I don't smoke crack. It just blew into my lungs. 
Right. I mean, sir, it's obviously windy out. Do you not see that? Gets uh, gusty. Now, what part of Florida was this? That was Fort Pierce, Florida, which I've never heard yeah, of. I knew, was gonna be, I knew it was going to be some sort of fort. Mm. Yeah. It's one that, that's probably got to be like, like northwest, if I, I, I guess. Yeah, maybe oh, yeah, if like a Category 5 hurricane rolled through and blew it in there, but you know, there's no confidence. Well, maybe it did. Could have. Nothing I mean, in the I'd have to see it. a picture of him to really judge a book you by its know. cover. I'd, I'd need to judge him by his cover to, to see if right. I believe <laughs> See if he looks like a stand-up gentleman. Exactly. Blown you know up. if somebody looks cracky or not. There's just there's like uh, crack and meth, you just know. I just, Daniel, you said this was last, last month that he was pulled over? Uh, I think this was sometime in 2019. But. So, well, so can we get a verdict on this? Like, what What did the judge say? I hate it when that happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Florida, so, I mean, the judge could have been – it could have been the judge's back that flew into his car. So, right, true. I'll have, to, I'll have to do some research next time. To, yeah. Let's see. I'm just going to see if I can get a quick follow-up here. I just Googled um, crack pipe blows into car window. It looks like we've got plenty of articles here, so. Yeah, we're looking for uh, a Caucasian male, age 37, by the name of Joseph Zach. Mm, it's a common occurrence down there, I heard. So Maybe maybe take a look at his track record. Let, Joey let Z. Next week. Couldn't have been his first offense with an excuse. Like, I mean, maybe. If you come up, I mean, he's used every excuse in the book to come up with something that bad. Is what I would, maybe he's been arrested 100 times. He probably oh, used yeah. that one before. Like, not you can't use that one twice. Come on. Yeah. How many other guys do you have to burn through <laughs> before you get to? Oh, the wind blew this crack pipe into my into my car through the window. Imagine like thinking that that might have a chance. That like when <laughs> as the cops walking over, you're just thinking to yourself, "I'm just gonna say it blew in the window. I'm gonna be fine." Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> like when did you thing. when did you decide like you might be okay <laughs> if you just say it blew in. Well, certainly uh, something a crackhead would think of high on crack for an excuse. But that was Daniel's News Minute brought to you by Facebook. And um, hopefully we'll have uh, something stored in the bag next time so we don't have to wing it. But uh, yeah, just any bit of effort. We got seven seven days. We might have to just look at it at five o'clock next Monday and see what we want to throw in there. But. Um, yeah, or even like when we were on the pre-call today, Daniel, and we were like, hey, just grab one and have it ready. That would have been a good time. And, to I, grab and I was doing that, but I could only find like headlines like man, you know, has sex with a stuffed animal at Target. And, you know, it was just, like, yeah, uh, there's no article yeah. here. But uh, I almost don't even need articles at this point. I just want you to read really funny. Right. I mean, you essentially gave us the headline of the other one anyways. <laughs> right. Danny's headlines. There was no closure there, Daniel. I would like to know what happened to this man in court. So odds are he's probably. Um, I don't. Jail. Still, he yeah, probably, if he's probably in jail. Excuse. If he pled not guilty and stuck with his excuse in court, I think it's safe to say he's he's doing time. Yeah, I mean yeah, that dude right there is probably the same type of dude who, if he played golf, would pick up his putts. Yeah, mm. he would so. just blow them into the hole. Oh, no, it blew into the hole there. That was a par. (laughs) Right. Oh, the wind blew that one in. The wind's your foot. I would have made it, but there was a big gust of wind there. 
caused me to miss that three-inch putt. Are you smoking crack back there? No, it's the group behind us. It's blowing into our lungs. The car. <laughs> yeah, we've got wind uh, back to front. <laughs> so once again, that was Daniel's uh, news clip, news minute. Of the <laughs> Thanks. The, the segment is called Daniel Reads the News, and thank you for uh, thank you for contributing that today. Thanks for reading the news, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there. We'll, we'll we'll save this next one for for a later date. Um, yeah, but uh, you know we're gonna have some some solid content coming out, guys. So so make sure you all go follow us on social media. Uh, the main page group chat underscore golf underscore memes group chat golf memes. Uh, I'm group chat golf guy. On Instagram, we're Group Chat Golf on Twitter. Uh, we got Chubba Watson at Chubba Watson on Instagram and as Twitter as well. Um, at Daniel Lafferty, I'm sorry, at where underscore is underscore Daniel underscore Lafferty, and we that could we might do a Daniel Lafferty rebrand. It depends if he really wants to be serious about this or not. Mm. Um, but 13 weeks in, and he's still here, so. Uh, Daniel Lafferty might get a little rebrand. Brand. Um, maybe and at Chubba Watson two change. was one that we talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah. at Chubba Watson two, and we'll, that'll be a, a conversation for a later day as well. So, uh, and um, Sonny, don't forget that we drunkenly made a TikTok the other night. Oh, yep. Uh, so we're just not sure. Is it group chat golf? Yeah, it's. I mean, again, it was pretty. We were pretty drunk. Oh, but, I think we know, did group chat golf pod. Pod, yeah, yeah. Group chat yeah go pod. check us out on tiktok at group chat yeah, underscore golf underscore pod if that's the thing to do if people are using tiktok mm-hmm. we weren't sure necessarily how to use it and we are also a little hung up on the whole uh china thing you know with the china spyware issue so if that's all been resolved and we're good to go just let us know and we'll you know we'll jump on there because again i think we did create it yeah so. yep yeah we were very intoxicated when we did yeah, we okay. woke up the next morning we said did we make a tiktok i think we might have um mm-hmm. and here we are so go find us there at group chat underscore golf underscore pod and that's a that's a hard probably if you're going to find us or not uh not mm-hmm. quite sure but and there may or may not be content because again who knows how far past just creating it we got dude we might have actually posted on there we're gonna have to figure that out oh we could have uh, we could go, be some gonna, content i'll be heading over there directly after this here um, Hopefully somebody can recover the password because I'm sure we're not going to remember that one. Oh yeah, that thing's long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, go find us Twitter, go find us on Instagram, go find us apparently uh, TikTok, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we're gonna have some big things coming. Uh, find us on YouTube, not yet, but at some point, mm-hmm. maybe. Are we going? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yep, we're gonna be there. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, stay informed, people. Keep, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have memes dropping all day tomorrow um, regarding this podcast, maybe. Uh, send me some topics. We'll be looking for topics for future episodes. Uh, send us some invites if you want us to come play your golf courses, especially if you're in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, anything like that. We'll be more than happy to come out. And um, that is, I believe, episode 13. That is Reserve, episode baby. 13 of the Group Chat Golf Podcast. That's Sunny. Daniel Lafferty and Chubba Watson. Chubba, take us out. You're welcome.